I know the teams. I know these players. I know this wonderful game called football. It's time for a value bet. Oh, this is when the cream rises to the top. This is when things get up. The largest sports wagering angles you need to know. Stats, records, rankings, weather. If the goalpost is tilted just a little bit. Value bet on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. You can bet your children's unborn children's children on these six games. Value bet. This is America's premier sports information program. Here's Jonathan Hood. What's up? Welcome into Value Bet. I'm Jonathan Hood on the Under the Hood podcast. The Value Bet segment we do every single week. Focusing on college football is brought to you by DraftKings. Go to DraftKings.com. Use the promo code WMVP week one for the NFL. Week two for college football. Big UFC fight. Major League Baseball. Whatever your interest, check out DraftKings.com. Use that promo code WMVP and get the savings. What a great companion to watch the sports that you love with DraftKings. With a little skin in the game. Well, of course, we have a value bet. That means Gary Seegers from Winning Cures Everything is going to be on the show with me. You can follow Gary on Twitter at GaryWCE for Winning Cures Everything. Of course, he's part of BetUS as well. And so here we go. I'm going to call Memphis, Tennessee and reach out to a man who knows his college football and knows his Sports gambling, when it comes to college football, Gary Seegers from Winning Cures Everything joins me for Value Bet on the Under the Hood podcast. Start off first with Kentucky against Florida. I have here, as of our recording, the Gators are a six-point favorite, and the over-under is... uh, 51 and a half. How do you see this game? So, Kentucky won this one last year, and Florida fans are still mad about it, right? This is a weird situation because Kentucky, you know, under Mark Stoops, loves to go into this game and find a way to cover. I mean, they are 4-1, uh, and one, uh, excuse me, 4-0-1 oh, against the spread in their last five against Florida. Uh, Florida is only 1-4 and four against the spread in their last five home games. This is a spot where Kentucky really shines. Uh, it, another trend here, Kentucky 21-7-2 against the spread against winning teams. Uh, Florida certainly fits that mold right now with a 1-0 record after the win over Utah last week. Hey, this is a tricky one for me because I am, I'm heavily on the Anthony Richardson train after last week. I mean, I knew, and I think we talked about this last week, that offense that Billy Napier runs, is it looks like it was tailor-built for Anthony Richardson. It is the ideal offense for him to be in, and, and he was making plays all over the field. He is going to be the best player on the field in this game, well over Will Levis. I, normally, with Kentucky, you can count on, on you know the trenches. You can count on line play. Their offensive line was pretty putrid last week. 
They averaged 1.9 yards per rush on 26 carries against Miami of Ohio. And that's Miami of Ohio, who is typically pretty good, but is rebuilding their defensive line. I mean, they lost a ton of guys off that team for Chuck Martin last year. Uh, if they're leaning on Levis, I don't know that I trust them. I, they, I mean, they were not good on third down. They went two of eight in that spot. I just, Florida looks like the much better option, but situationally, uh, you know, Florida riding high after beating a top 10 opponent. They've jumped all the way into the top 15. Uh, people are maybe discounting Kentucky a little bit. That's where I get a little a little wary. If I had to choose a side, which I, I'm not playing this one because, my goodness, why would you? Uh, I would have to go Florida, but, man, uh, hey, you never know with Kentucky. Uh, you know, they've, they've still got Rodriguez out. They've still got uh, Jefferson is out injured. Mm-hmm. So they are looking at, at some big-time issues in the running back room, and the offensive line doesn't look good. And doing that against a healthy Florida team, that, that, that doesn't seem good. So just kind of a revenge spot for Florida. All those players remember what it was like to go into Lexington and lose last year when they, they probably should have won based on the stat sheet. Uh, this was... This was a hard one uh, to try and decide, but I, if I had to choose one side or the other, I would roll with Florida on this. What do you think on this? I do uh, like Florida, and I like the six. Um, I looked at the total, and I thought, okay, I think I was going to say, well, I'm going to lay off of the total, but I do like Florida to win the game. This has, and by the way, this has nothing to do about the, their game against Utah. I put that to the side. I just look at this. You know, isolated game in the SEC. What's going to happen? The big thing that you talked about is the running game. And so, if your if your running game is going to be slowed, I think that if you have to make Kentucky throw the football, there could be some problems. That could be very opportunistic for the Florida secondary. The crowds behind them. That's why I like Florida in the six. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with you. At the at maybe the X factor here, uh, Tavion Robinson. Mm-hmm. Okay, he is the, the new playmaker for Kentucky. If he can maybe hit some explosive plays, that could be uh, interesting. They could certainly make that interesting. And then the Will Levis running game. And you didn't see it against Miami. I think they were holding it for this game. If Will Levis is able to make plays with his feet, then, yeah, I, I could certainly give Kentucky a chance. But, yeah, I, I'm with you. I would certainly lean Florida in this direction. Uh, Baylor against BYU. BYU a three-point favorite and a 53-and-a-half. Um, I can't. If I read or hear again how an offensive line and a running game travels, I'm going to lose my mind. Because that's all. That's the analysis I keep hearing about Baylor. How, how do you see this uh, one? <laughs> well, it's so, how, how, how about this? You want to talk about a fun football game? Mm-hmm. I mean, this one's late night. It's a 10:15 p.m. Eastern time kick. It's on ESPN, and it's in Provo. And you know that place is bonkers. They have had this game circled since last season. They are ready for it the, because they're going into the Big 12. This will soon be a conference game. And they want to show up because they kind of got smacked in the mouth last year. Uh, BYU did. So that, that game was 38-24, to 24, Baylor, last season. But Baylor, and this is kind of the battle of returning production here. BYU is number three in the country in returning production. Baylor on the other side, number 122. Mm-hmm. That is nine from dead last. I mean, they are, they are not returning much, but... I do think that they have improved the quarterback over Gary Bohannon from last season. Blake Shaven looks to be uh, pretty good, but I will I will tell you this. I didn't like the fact that the offensive line for Baylor could not keep uh, the Albany team off of him. Like, there, there was, it, he got hit a few too many times than I would have preferred if I were Dave Moran. I, I will certainly say that. Um, I'm a little curious about the wide receivers for BYU. Like, Puka Nakua came out last week and 
you know, had a, a long run for a touchdown, limped off the field at some point. He's probable or questionable, something like that. Gunnar Romney did not play last week, but they're saying that he's going to be a game-time decision as well. If, if we knew that those wide receivers were going to play, I would absolutely be all over BYU. As it is, I'm just leaning BYU. Uh, I think Jared Hall is really good. I think this BYU defense is going to be able to uh, get more pressure on Blake Chapin, and I think that they're going to have some success against the offensive line for Baylor because I think they're still working on it. Uh, but that Baylor defensive line is something serious. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is going to be a fantastic game. I can't wait to get the data points because, yeah. <laughs> because I'm, I'm not going to bet it. But I, I do, if I had to lean a certain way, I would probably lean the over on this one uh, because I think there's going to be points. I think Chapin is going to throw the ball down the field. Uh, this, this looks like a fun game. A fun game, man. Tennessee, six-and-a-half point favorite. Total is uh, 64-and-a-half. I believe I have that right. Um, that's, yep, that's what I'm looking at over at Bet US right now. Okay, so Tennessee and Pitt. Could you tell me the ebb and flow of how the money started with this on Monday and how it is ending? So it opened at Tennessee as a four-and-a-half-point favorite. The total was 64. Uh, so the total, you know, has moved here and there, but it, it's basically the same. The, the line, the spread here, has just blown up. I mean, at one point, I believe Tennessee was up to seven-and-a-half, and, of course, the, the big money came back in on Pitt. Uh, so it, it's sitting around seven right now. Um, and I will tell you, like, it, it scares me if I am a Tennessee fan in taking this game. Because it, I, I think that Pitt is okay. What I don't understand is this. Last week against West Virginia on that Thursday night game. Oh, man. If you, if you look at the EPA that Pitt had in that game, you look at it from a, a pass versus run uh, you know, comparison. The EPA per pass that Keaton Slovis threw was 5.04 to 1.03. So you're talking about a five times higher uh, percent, a five times higher success rate on passes than on run. I think they averaged less than two yards a carry against West Virginia, mm-hmm. and, and that's Tennessee's strength. And yet, and yet, so while I'm bringing all this up, Pitt still ran the football 62% of the time. Like, it made zero sense why they were doing that. There was a graphic shown at some point during the ball game where Keaton Slovis, when he is in shotgun, was 9 of 9 for 180 yards with two touchdowns. Like, it was bonkers. Like, there was no explanation for why you would run the football that much when you knew it wasn't working and when you knew that that West Virginia secondary was not that good. Like, it's... I, what Narduzzi is doing, it makes no sense. Uh, but this week, you know, I, you never know. The Nard Dog might have something up his sleeve. So I'm I'm a little concerned with that seven there. Um, all the numbers certainly look good for Tennessee. Uh, but when it comes down to it, I mean, Pitt did win last year, 41-34. to 34, And, you know, I, I'm, I'm a little confused. These two coaching staffs know each other really well. Remember Heifel coached uh, twice against Pitt when he was at UCF? And then they played each other last year. Hendon Hooker has played against Narduzzi. This is the fourth time that he has played against him, uh, because he was at Virginia Tech. So, of course, that was an ACC matchup. This, this one's going to be interesting. I would I would lean Pitt on here, and I don't necessarily know that they will win, but I think these two teams know each other, and I I have a feeling that Narduzzi has got something up his sleeve for this one. So I, I wouldn't necessarily trust Tennessee yet, although they do look fantastic. For sure. Sure. Uh, but that was that was against Ball State.
Ah, there it is. Our guy, Gary Seegers from Winning Cures Everything with the best three picks as we give them every single week for Value Bet with me, Jonathan Hood, on the Under the Hood podcast. And don't forget to catch me with David Kaplan with Cap and J. Hood mornings 7 to 10. If you miss it, hey, the podcast is right here. It's in the bio. It's in the description of this podcast, as a matter of fact. If you have not sampled Cap and J. Hood, go back and check out the archives. It's right there in my link tree in the bio for the Cap and J. Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000 and streaming live on the ESPN Chicago app. You know, I love my college football. We gave you our best three picks. I'll add one more, as a matter of fact, and I believe Gary agrees with me. He likes Iowa State over Iowa. I saw it as high as three and a half with uh, Iowa State, I believe, was favored. Um, but I like Iowa State in that game as well. That should be free cheese for you. All right, we'll do this next week for week three for the college football season. Value bet would be John the Hood brought to you by DraftKings. Use the promo code WMVP. Have a great weekend.